In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com and get up to 15% off your first purchase as a member with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for up to 15% off your first purchase as a member. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. This is Paul Hawksby and Andy Jacobs, and this is the H and J Daily with some of the best bits of this afternoon's show. Well, we had Mastermind today. Uh, Andy uh, went for a. An old school footballing subject. We had a bit of a chat. You got involved. Yeah. Um, we had a chat with Russell Watson from the world of music. Big Man United fan. Um, we had a great honour this week. He told us about that. That should do you, I That's think. That's it, I think. Here it is. Good afternoon, everyone. Good afternoon. And good afternoon, everybody. Good afternoon, Paul. And as I left here the other night, yes. I got on, who should I get in the lift with but Martin Kemp? Oh, Martin was in, was he? Martin yeah. Kemp, yeah, he was, yep. he was being interviewed by somebody. And uh, it was quite a sort of long period where I just looked at him, he looked at me. And in the end, I just said to him, I really like your menswear range. <laughs> <laughs> and he said to me, Oh, thanks very much, mate. You know, it's really nice. He I didn't remember meeting you, though. You no, should have said who didn't. you were. He listens to the show. I know, he didn't seem to. We got, got his lad on tomorrow, Roman's on tomorrow. Oh, good. Yeah, That's yeah, good. yeah. I'm quite like that. Uh, yeah. It's just been renewed. Finished. I don't remember line. when he came in. It just, maybe he yeah, just no, needed no, a bit I, of a reminder. I, yeah, I, could, I thought I could He meets a lot of people. Yeah, he does. You I, less so. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, with, you know, well, fact, I didn't really want to. You know, that's true, really. It's a fact. And then somebody sent me uh, the other night uh, an interesting thing. There's, I'd never realised this. There's a bloke in, I sent you the link, in Kansas City called Dr. Andrew Jacobs, sports psychologist. Can't think of anybody can't worse. Can't beat me, can no, I? <laughs> I cannot think of anybody In Kansas worse. City. Yeah. He's been on for 31 years. Wow, OK. So he's been well, on he's, even longer than well, I have. That's impressive. I know, wow. I thought that was quite yeah. impressive as well. I've got some news of IFAB for you. Oh, yes, these uh, are the people that make all the decisions mm. in the world of refereeing and what a fine job they're doing at the moment. <laughs> Tremendous, i Tremendous, well so. done everybody. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Lucas Brutt, the chief executive of IFAB, told yeah. the Times yesterday, we've identified participant misbehaviour as a major problem for football and it will be the main topic for IFAB in the coming year, in yeah. the upcoming year. You think, oh, yeah, it's much worse than the handball rule that nobody understands and a pathetically yeah. fiddly offside rule that doesn't work at all, not fit for purpose. Yeah. Oh, yeah, worry about participants patient behaviour. Yes. Uh, well, they are. They're talking about. Um, they're talking about sim bins for dissent. Yeah. All right. And captains but, but being the only ones that can speak. If to you the got referee. the laws right in the first place, there wouldn't be so much dissent, would there? No. Honestly. I mean, we saw a bit of that last night. But I talked to Dale Johnson about this. I mean, Michael mm. Oliver calls over Christian Romero and calls over uh, Sonny to explain mm. what's going. Calls the captain over to explain exactly what's going on in the calls, and that's the mm. way it should be, really. I think it should, yeah. But, uh, yeah, Michael Owen's not very happy. We'll talk about this. He's not very happy with the criticism he's had, you know, about not pushing well, we're, we're, Howard again, as far we're, as he we're, could. We'll talk to Dale about that because I still think there was there was questions I had, certainly about the Newcastle-Arsenal uh, review last night in the in the mic'd-up um, programme that Michael Owen 
and Howard Webb did. But anyway, we'll get Dale's take on that. Uh, when you've gone to Buenos Aires, Andy, the mm-hmm. Argentinian people... Oh, yes. Uh, are, they go- are they good cures? Are they, do, are they good cures? Not at all. I remember, really? my, I remember my friend coming over here and going to a concert with Sue to the O2. Yeah. And she couldn't get how, couldn't believe how everybody was so patient and queued in line. He couldn't in, believe that. She, right? she was a woman. She oh, so, okay, she sorry. Could, yeah, she yeah. couldn't believe how British people would queue in a sort of orderly way. So I don't think that's the thing there. Why? why so I, well, I asked the question because uh, the good people at Twickets uh, sent out a little post earlier on today, say 240 Taylor Swift fans in Buenos Aires, Argentina, mm. have been camping outside the stadium for over five months. <laughs> really? Camping for five months five for tickets months. to see Taylor Swift. <laughs> really? Five months. God, I, think, I don't think I'd do five minutes to be really I do honest. ask the question, what's the longest you've ever queued for a gig? Um, <laughs> That's ridiculous. I mean... The longest I ever queued for tickets for a football match was the 1981 Cup final. We came back from the final and then went straight to the lane and sort of slept, basically slept outside overnight. It used to, to be the way. The I, I remember the semi-final against Luton in yeah. '94. Then we had, we had to queue, and I think it was about three o'clock in the morning by the time we got the tickets. It was ridiculous. Well, they opened the ticket office at three o'clock in the morning. No, no, because it, they... it was still going on. Oh, it was okay. Taking so long oh, really? to process everybody, so I don't yeah. think they wanted to close it. Well, you know, remember the old heady days of queuing for tickets. So if you want to tell us some of your uh, stories, share them with the class. We'd love to hear them. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. We often. Uh, talk about where people go on tour they go and watch football and I'm, I'm speaking for a lot of the talk sport heartland here mm. when they go on holiday whether they go on holiday to watch sport or not I think the conversation sometimes does go a little bit like this do you have a good time in uh, Macedonia did you yeah it was really good really good and there's a silence and then somebody will say pound a pint yeah, <laughs> and that's that, oh blimey, really? Oh, we, yeah. we must have. Never mind. Oh, the the, the architecture's fantastic. Oh, the food was yeah, pound true. a pint will pique someone's interest, and they'll say, "I was talking to Fred the other day, and he said uh, he said North Macedonia is very nice, <laughs> but leaving out the pounder, we should go there." Well, um, Charlie White in the Sun today points this out. What about this? England are going to take two thousand three hundred supporters to North Macedonia for mm. the game on uh, Monday. Tickets are nine pound fifty. Very reasonable. £9.50 is plenty. doesn't actually rhyme, <laughs> but I think we'd all agree, wouldn't we? That's about right. And when they get to Skopje, um, okay, so I mean, remember you used to do 175, 175. So, uh, so pizza, 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 three beers and a pizza, three beers and a pizza. How much? 175. No, not 175 at all. £4.75. No, £4.75. No, have another go. £5.80. No, that's a bit cheap, isn't it? Man, you wouldn't find that anywhere in the world. A tenner. Tenor. Three beers and a pizza for oh, a tenner. Oh, three beers and a Yeah, three beers and a pizza for a tenner. So That's very reasonable, Enjoy everybody in North Macedonia. <laughs> you can eat and drink yourself into unconscious. Well, don't do that. Please drink uh, responsibly, <laughs> yeah. of course. But Not like us. <laughs> did you also see on our own website today yeah. uh, that Francis Ngannou is now officially in the top ten in the WBC's heavyweight ranking. Well, I have to say deservedly after that performance. Yeah. It? I mean, when we were talking to Johnny Nelson about it the other day, you, you don't feel he's gonna, nobody's going to get caught cold in quite the same way that, that Tyson did because you'd know what was coming. Mm. But that does mean, according to the TalkSport website, that um, that uh, any WBC world title would be on the line if they had a, if they had a rematch, him and Fury. So there's no way it wouldn't. Say, oh, really? I think you'd maybe... I don't think Fury should have a rematch with him. Slightly more prep, maybe. Although we are told he put all the prep in and just got slightly caught out. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Eddie the Eagle is in 
dancing on ice. Yeah, we spoke to him on the show. Yeah, yeah. But honestly, looking at the pictures, you wouldn't know it's him. You wouldn't know it was actually. Him. I had to draw Eddie's old jaw and his glasses, and then, and then you can see what. Oh, he, okay. He looks so sure different. He's, but, he's uh, delighted with that. Yeah, it's an odd way to read a paper, isn't it? When people look different, <laughs> to draw what they used thinking, to look like. I was thinking, what's happened here? Then I sort of give it a bit of a drawing, and it was fine. Got a lovely tabloid thesaurus for you. Sure, you picked it up as well. Crisp fan Hunter McEwen was gobsmacked when he pulled out a world record hula hoop. And who is a Crisp fan? Nobody. Um, the three-year-old's fab- fabulous find in a pack of barbecue beef-flavored yeah. hula hoops measured six inches, more than ten times the length of the regular ring-size treats. Yes, <laughs> ring-size treats. Yeah. And his dad said, "I was in shock." <laughs> I doubt it. <laughs> I was in shock. <laughs> James, the dad, said. He's still awestruck by the half-foot meat-flavoured cylindrical whopper. <laughs> did his dad really say that? Because if he did, I'd be in shock. <laughs> the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. So, Mastermind, Andy, you're slightly obsessed with Mastermind, aren't I you? I am, yeah. Uh, you watch it every week, and what you really love is the quite convoluted explanations of the specialist subjects that Clive Myrie, Manchester City's point Clive Myrie, gives us every week. Yeah. Um, so what, what did he do this week? I See, I don't watch it now because I know I'm going to find out what went on from you. <laughs> so what, what did Clive they've, do this week? They've got a funny thing there as well at the end of... The, this, this is very much in the modern trend. The, the win, whoever wins the, that particular heat or semi-final yeah. is interviewed afterwards and they yeah. do a sort of like, well, I couldn't believe it when uh, yeah, they get Clive interviewed said this to yeah. me. I'd like to have a bit more trash point? talking. <laughs> I knew I'd win. They were all rubbish. <laughs> Yeah, they knew nothing. That's what much. Charlie would be like, like he's at the end of the birthday spread, <laughs> yeah, if you ever did a celebrity one. That would be good. Yeah. Anyway, the first specialist subject mm. is Peter the Great of Russia. Yes. Yes, Peter the Great, the Russian Tsar and Emperor. That would have done it, Clive. We didn't need anything more than that. Yeah. Who ruled from 1682 to 1725. Yes, and is credited as the founder of modern Russia. Thank you. Not Peter the Plumber of Littlehampton. No, <laughs> possibly, possibly not. No, Exmoor National Park. Okay, yeah, specialist subject. Yeah. Yes, the area of West Somerset and North Devon, desiccated at de- desiccated, desiccated, desiccated Lynham. Yeah, that's his full name. Funny enough, everybody thought it was Desmond. Designated. Yeah. As a national park in 1954. Yeah. Not Exmoor Plumbers then, a 62 Doniford Road Watch It. <laughs> That's no, the name of the place. Not that one. No. Finally. The, the films of Quentin Tarantino. Oh, yeah. The feature films of the American director noted for uh, graphic violence, witty dialogue and pop culture references mm. and not Tarantino Plumbing of 134 Paul Drive, San Rafael, California. You found Tarantino <laughs> Plumbing? I did. That would be, be amazing, wouldn't Thank it? You. Yeah. Yeah. Excellent. So, Andy, yeah. uh, you always do a specialist subject. And I they've do, been getting yeah. more and more obscure. But this one goes right back where we want it to go. This is in the world of football. Mm. And it's questions around the 1966 World Cup. Could yes, be, the 1966 <laughs> World Cup, which uh, was <laughs> played at Wembley, the final, of course, between England and West Germany, yeah, which resulting in a 4-2 <laughs> win for England. Yeah, exactly. After extra time. <laughs> OK, are you Very ready? Good, yeah, I'm ready. Your question, play along at home, folks, if you know about the 66 World Cup. Uh, is it just the final or the, just, just the, the final? final yes, okay, just the final, yes. So specific. your specialty subject is about 120 minutes of football. <laughs> That's fair enough. Okay, really. uh, your time starts. History, now, yeah. on what date was the game played? July the 30th. Correct. Uh, who was the manager of West Germany? Helmut Schoen. Correct. Uh, what was the name of the referee? 
Tofik Bakramov. No, that was oh, the no. linesman. I'm sorry. Oh, yes. Gottfried Dinks Gottfried was Dinkst. the referee. Oh. Uh, can you name the infamous Soviet linesman who ruled Jeffo's shot and crossed <laughs> yeah. the line? Tofik Bakramov. Tofik Bakramov. Known as Tofik Crisp in the dressing room. <laughs> That's right. Um, who scored the opening goal for West Germany in the 11th minute? Uh, now, Wolfgang Weber got the... He didn't ask that. No, 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 I'm trying to go in my head. Okay, we see R against the clock. Okay, uh, pass. Uh, How many substitutions were made during the game? None. They didn't have substitutes. Correct. Uh, Who equalised for West Germany in the dying seconds of normal time to make the score 2-2? Wolfgang Weber. Wolfgang Weber is correct. Um, Which England player gave away the free kick which led to that equaliser? Oh, Nobby Stars? That was Big Jack. Oh, Big Jack. Uh, yes, one of the enduring was. images of the celebration sees England captain Bobby Moore holding the Jurema Trophy aloft on whose shoulders? The two players whose shoulders he's on. They're surrounded by all of them. That's a good question. A very good question. Yeah, was, was one of them Jack Charlton? It wasn't, because he would have been a bit lopsided. <laughs> it would have probably fallen over Bob, wouldn't he, at that Jack point? Jack Charlton and Nobby Stars. Who are the players <laughs> of, of a sort of fairly equal height? No? Give up? Uh, Roger Hunt and Jeff Hurst. No, uh, Jeff Hurst, right. You're not on half a point. Ray Wilson was the other oh, one. Oh, OK. And yeah, finally... Should have known that. Uh, and finally... Uh, oh, I've started, so I've finished. Well, actually, I hadn't, but... With a radio conceit. Um, was Jeff Hurst's goal to make the score 3 2 over the line or not? Well, a lot of people think it wasn't. It's a um, yes or no answer. Yes. Well, there we are. Correct. <laughs> Whatever the Germans say. Uh, you passed on one. Very good question. Um, who scored the opening goal for West Germany in the 11th minute? Um, Helmut Haller. Yeah, so there we are. Pretty and good going. Are. There were one, two, three, six. Six out of ten. So Not there bad. at least it adds sport. Yeah. So there we are. Uh, more mastermind <laughs> next maybe, week. Maybe. We're running out of things he knows I'm anything bored about. Bit. Yeah, that's it. Maybe. <laughs> well, if you're getting bored with it, what chance are listeners well, got? I might do one more. Next. I didn't realize it was going to be such a long series. Last yeah. time when I did it, was I think I must have come in halfway through the series. Yeah. We haven't even reached the semi-finals. I'm thinking, oh, oh, for goodness sake, this joke's wearing thin. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Well, we go from uh, Team GB's uh, canoe slalom team to mm. uh, comedian, poet, Leeds United fan, Rob Orton. Always good to see Rob. Good afternoon. Rob. Good afternoon, how are you doing? Not bad. I just think we should go a bit more one show at times and like get, get everybody in at get once. Get you on, get Des on, get Bruce Jones <laughs> get on, get the canoe slalom team, oh, then yeah. ask you questions about uh, nesting bats and what we should do about Chaos, them. But though, yeah, I just it, we're, but <laughs> maybe we're not really cut out for that. We're not good enough, really. Um, more bats, please. More I like, bats. I like, I like bats. You're a big fan of the bat? Oh, big time. Yeah. I mean, still, yeah, I mean, they're, they're an intriguing, uh, uh, yeah. I mean, my, um, I used to go, I mean, being intrigued, going on holiday to Spain when I was a kid and seeing, I think probably mm. seeing them for the first time. I lived in a city, I, I rarely saw bats. Mm. Went to Spain on holiday, and there they mm. were flying. It was, it was a bit of a shocker, really. I'd never yeah. seen them in the wild. No, unbelievable. I just was, um, went to Australia, did the Melbourne Comedy Festival for the first time, yeah. and just past the town hall, there was a huge fruit bat flying yeah. down the Street. Big, it was they? ridiculous. I can believe it. <laughs> anyway, not much. Yeah, sport. Not, it's not, it's not <laughs> a great deal of sport. Well, you are listening to bats. talk sport. Um, it's funny. Jeremy was just reading the news, and just as he finished, you, you you're quite intrigued with the world of the news, reader. Yeah, absolutely. I th- I just I mean sitting there, and just like people who can turn the focus on very quickly and just get through their words quite quickly without messing up at all is yeah. just very impressive to me, and. Uh, being around uh, people who are doing that is, uh, yeah, it's 
You're safe with us, though. Yeah, you know, we're not going to be word perfect. <laughs> Occasionally they slip up, or we wouldn't have our section, uh, the clips every Friday, which yeah, would do for us. So, um, yeah, you've, you've been in over the years to tell us about your different shows, um, and they've, they've always had a theme, haven't they? I mean, yeah. tell us about the titles of some of your other shows. Uh, well, the first show I did in 2012 was all about the colour yellow, called The Yellow Show. Yeah. yeah. And it was an hour, and it it was about yellow, and it, it was uh, yeah. a test. And I, <laughs> But I, I enjoyed it. Yeah. So I went back up to the Edinburgh Festival, did a show all about the, the sky. Right. Basically, I put a, a word in the middle of a spider diagram and just try and go off on one about that subject. So I've done the colour yellow, the sky, faces, water, yeah. you know, what is water? Water is the smell of a pint of orange cordial before you've added the cordial. That kind of thing. Uh, sleeping, I like sleeping. Uh, and then uh, hair, talking, time, crowds. And then this one is all about me. It's called the Rob Orton Show. These all sound like um, categories in the wheel with Michael McIntyre at the they moment. Do, yeah. So, But this one's you. This one is a, a, you are the subject this time, Rob Orton. Yeah, I thought I'd do a bit of a deep dive into my past, really. And... Uh, right. It was really interesting for me, actually, because I don't know about you, but I've had quite a few things kicking around in my head that are just memories that come in every now and again, and I never really vocalise them. Hmm. They're just there. And um, Did you have to stand them up? Because I've got these vague memories, and occasionally I might say to my mum, that happens, you say, no, that's wrong. It was, you know, Because you have, you have a kind of certain memory of things, they're not always right, are they? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's one that's in the show that was quite big uh, that I won't talk about now, but with my parents, and I said hmm. to them, did that happen? And they said, no, we can't remember it. And that's it's like a <laughs> that's huge, huge memory for, for you. me. Yeah. So it just makes me think about all these things that rattle around our heads all the time. Like, And the fact that we as humans only lock certain stuff in and like you might be with your mates and think about all the things think that you've all got the same memories of the same but obviously everyone's got completely different memories of different yeah, nights yeah, out. Yeah, like yeah, you feel yeah. like saying to your friends, what memories have you got of me, you know, when you, when, you know, what, is there any memories of me that, and I, I, I'd like them to ask me as well, of thinking like, oh yeah, so do you remember that time? And then I'm like, oh, no, I don't, you know. <laughs> but you've still managed to get a show out of it. You've been okay. Absolutely, they remember, yeah, yeah. You've remembered and they've remembered, remembered enough for an hour. Yeah, so. yeah. So yeah. it's, no, it's been good. And um, yeah. I did loads of work in progress shows of it. Uh, up and down the country, and they are, I mean, they are a real test. I mean, mm. I, I love doing the work-in-progress shows mm. because you're finding out in real time whether what you think is funny is also funny to anyone else. Yeah. Sometimes it is. But sometimes it differ it from night to night, venue to venue? Uh, absolutely. Yeah. It's just... And you need a bit of luck with... When, you, when you're saying something that you think's funny for the first time, like if someone knocks a glass over when you're mid-sentence, then you might have some absolute gold. Yeah. And it just never sees the light of day again because you're like, oh, they didn't enjoy that. But there might be other things that are going on in the room or, you know, all that yeah, type of thing. just in a moment. I mean, do, you, um, do you improvise much, Rob? I'm just, I'm I try to. Action, no, I, yeah. I definitely try to. Hmm. I think that the, the most alive moments in stand-up shows often come from things that have just happened in the room. Hmm. And often you can get... Uh, uh, quite intense injections of energy from something random happening or basically you flexing your um, quick muscles. Of yeah, going, yeah, yeah. Oh, right, he's actually... He, he isn't as bumbling as he's coming across. <laughs> he's actually got a, 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 a tiny amount of brain on him, you know, and it's... it's so that was really good, and then you try to build on the show as you the more you do it and then doing it at the Edinburgh Festival for... 
27 days in a row or whatever it was. You've honed it. Hmm. You, you yeah. got it honed and then yeah. and then in Edinburgh, the kind of comedic boot camp that it is, <laughs> you, you go and then you, 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 you can play with the volume of your voice, your speed of the voice and, and everything like that and then you can kind of predict what's going to happen but yeah. even your most locked in jokes of like, oh, this is it. If you... Um, present it and deliver it with too much confidence and you're like oh this is funny it's like it's like when you say to your mates you, if you go oh, i've got a really funny joke for you they're like yeah, yeah, yeah. okay i'll I, be the judge of that yeah you know? yeah, yeah. <laughs> instead of where if you just kind of say it in a bit of a downbeat way it's they're more likely to kind of come to you and go oh no that was funny actually yeah so the, if you I, as long as you don't try to spell it out too much mm. then um often the audience does kind of come and because i've been doing it yeah. Com- comes to me because I've been doing it quite a bit. Like people, they're on your side, aren't they? I mean, yeah. they're, they're coming to sit. They want to be entertained by you, so they're not they're unlikely to sort of start heckling yeah. or telling you it's not funny. Well, it's that it's that sense of humour thing of going. Mm. You've got to try to find out your own sense of humour and commit to your own sense of humour enough. So some people will come and they'll be like, "Oh yeah, he's got a sense of humour that I like," and yeah. that's what we're kind of buying into, isn't sure, it? Sure, yeah, yeah. Um, so it's important. I mean, for me, stand-up is more like me sharing what I think is funny to see if anyone else Anybody finds it funny as well, sure. instead of me just trying to make people laugh. Mm. So you start in January. You're doing a you're doing a, a week at the, in London, and then and then you set off, don't you? January the twenty second, and then you are right around the country, uh, right through until May. Yeah, 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 yeah. On the trains. On the train, yeah. Is that so? Your you're trains as opposed to vans? Absolutely. Yeah, you, you, you much prefer that. I do because it's a. I've. I like working on trains, hmm. and I used to drive. I haven't driven since I moved to London, but um, the amount of time and uh, you know driving's <clears throat> tiring. Yeah, isn't it? It's and the best way to travel. I think. I think. I, I mean, I love it. I love it on the train, and um, yeah. I've, I've had a lot of good ideas looking out of windows and. Um, yeah, I'm looking forward to getting on the road. It's seeing uh, different parts of the country and like. You're going anywhere new this time, Rob? Because obviously you've toured a lot. So you, you're going to you're going anywhere we've not been before. I think I'm going to Aberdeen. Yes, <laughs> let's have a look. Let's have a look. Are you going to Aberdeen? Um, Is it Dundee? It, let's have, you're going to Edinburgh. You're going to Aberdeen. You're going to the lemon tree in Aberdeen. Yeah, yeah never yeah, been. Yeah. Never been that far up. No. So I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. Um, go to a new venue in Belfast. Yeah. And probably one of the most rewarding things is going back to places and seeing a few more people there. Yeah. Mm. You know, I did the Trades Club at um, in Hebden Bridge for the first time last time. Yeah. And they said, you come back again and uh, we'll show you. You will bring some more people, you know. And I was like, <laughs> okay. All right. Because some, some people there really enjoyed it. And it's like... For Tell your mates. To, yeah, 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 yeah. For people to kind of take a punt, like there's a, a certain mm. amount of people who go, yeah, I'm going to take a punt on that. But, yeah. but also when 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 people say, oh, come to this, there's a lot of pressure on those people who are bringing their oh, mates yeah. along. Yeah, because it's true. When when someone says you're desperate oh, for them to enjoy it, aren't exactly, you? that's right. Yeah, and that's yeah. one of the most difficult you things love to this see. Is, he's great. Yeah, yeah you love him. He's good, honestly. It, yeah. happened, it happened to me recently when I was, I can't remember where I was, but there was these two, this couple who said to me, they said, um, oh, we've brought our two mates along yeah. and we've told you, we've told them that you're really good, you know. And uh, the whole <laughs> time the they were looking across <laughs> at their mates and was like, no. Because yeah. <laughs> then you're looking at them, I would yeah. imagine, you think, oh, are they laughing enough? Yeah, um, yeah. You're from York originally, aren't you? Is that right? Yeah, just outside York, yeah. <clears throat> but a Leeds fan. 
Yeah, Leeds fan, mate. Mainly because of my dad, you know. He's, right. a, he's a big Leeds fan and uh, mm. it's, uh, yeah, they're doing well at the they moment. Are. So. It's, they it's are. It's like, it's all going sort of going in the right direction and, you know, you, it, it, less maybe having a bit of a stumble. I mean, look, they're still, they're still a long way ahead and Ipswich are going well. It's doable, isn't it? There's still plenty of time to make up that ground, I think, for an automatic place, potentially. Yeah, I think so. I mean, the right direction. Is the Premier League the right direction? Well, it is. Is It's better yeah. than the league. It, I guess it is, yeah. It's it's just a completely different beast, isn't it? Yeah. Well, we were talking about this the other day. We were talking about it. We were sort of saying like that thing of losing constantly in the Premier League. You know, would you if you're a yeah. Burnley fan at the mm. moment? Did you want this tilt of the Premier League, but you're getting gubbed? You know, you're getting beaten quite a lot. Or was it much more fun, sort of, you well, know, riding roughshod of over everybody in the championship? Points in the championship. It's yeah, it, be more it's fun. difficult, isn't it? Yeah. But I mean, you want that chance. That's the prize. You can't change it. You can't refuse to go up, can you? Well, this is it, and I think it's quite a lot like going through the um, leagues of gigs as well. Like, do you want to do easy gigs? Yeah, not, yeah I'm not yeah. saying any gig's easy, but yeah, you know, um, the more challenging the gig, the more you learn from it, I guess. Want to play um, the bigger rooms? Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, and uh, I think is yeah. I mean, I'm doing some slightly bigger rooms on this next tour, and um, yeah. I think just approaching it with the you know the same ethos I've always have of come on, just try and you know. I like my stuff, and it's just like let's try and deliver it to the best of my ability, yeah. and just have a laugh. And just it's a very, and very much a sports person's take on it. It's just you're going out there and you're giving, you're giving a hundred percent, aren't you? Really, absolutely, <laughs> not a hundred and ten, not possible. But I do like the picture you've got on your website. It's basically you in a kid's uh, park, just uh, yeah, yeah, hanging yeah. on for dear life yeah. on the uh, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. No, and uh, well, look, but, Rob, lovely to see you. Thank you very much for coming in. Uh, all the details are on Rob Orton. .co.uk, all the tour dates are there. And uh, he not only puts praise on his website, but some criticism as well, which I think is quite bold. Yeah. There's I more praise than criticism, though, I would imagine. Absolutely. There's one on there, I think, uh, just sad, Vanessa Phelps. <laughs> oh, dear, oh, dear. Well, she'll be here in a minute, you can have a word. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Take, yeah, take it. Oi, show it to her on the website. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 5% off your first purchase with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for 5% off your first purchase. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you.
Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Our next guest um, has been on the show before. Very pleased to say he has... Uh, Sold, I mean, can I say, seven million albums over the years. Wow. He's performed to the uh, the world's great and good. He's just about gone on tour, playing in some beautiful buildings. He'll tell us about that. His Manchester United supporting uh, singer Russell Watson. Good afternoon, Russell. Hello there. How are you, gents? Yeah, yeah we're good, good Russell. Not too bad, thank you. As I said, uh, oh. I say you've 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 done some huge gigs over the years, some pretty important concerts, but. As a, as a big Manchester United fan, what a great honour it was for you earlier this week to perform at Sir Bobby Charlton's funeral. Yeah, um, I'd had the pleasure of meeting Bobby on a few occasions. And aside from being a, obviously one of the greatest footballers that's ever lived and probably the, the greatest ambassador that Manchester United have ever had, he's a, he was a, a wonderful man as well, uh, very generous with his time. And yeah, I, I know... Uh, uh, you know, very charitable man as well. Um, and so, I mean, to I remember, it's funny because I remember as a kid listening to my, my dad and in particular, my granddad telling me stories about Bestie and, and, and Charlton mm. and what fantastic footballers. And one thing that stays in my mind is, is my granddad saying that when Bobby Charlton hit a ball and caught it clean, it stayed hit. And more yeah. often than not, it was burst in the back of the net. But aside from that, as I said, he was a he was a fantastic man, <clears throat> and to have have been given the honour of, of of being there and and singing on behalf of of Bobby's family at the funeral for me was 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 something extra yeah. special in it, and a day that obviously will stay with me for a very long time. Mm, it, was, it was a stellar congregation, wasn't it? Sort of yeah. who's who from Manchester football, yeah, yeah and beyond. And it did. It sounded like a very moving uh, service, and I. I, I read some of the things, I think it was his grandson, Sir Alex Ferguson, yeah. mentioned him in a brilliant speech that he gave. And uh, it was, it, it seemed a very powerful speech amongst a lot of great speeches on the day, Russell. Yeah, well, that, that was kind of, I think that was what brought to fruition the fact that Bobby wasn't just a fantastic sportsman, but he was also um, a family man as mm. well. And, a, and a, a wonderful family man from all accounts. His grandson spoke very, very well of him and it was it was an incredible I mean it was it was so well spoken it was so eloquent the way that he put the whole thing over that you couldn't help but feeling a sense of emotion so even if you were only connected to him through the football and as a football fan as a Manchester United fan or just an England fan or a, a fan of football in general that touch that personal touch that his grandson gave I think really brought it all to life that Bobby Charlton was an all-round legend. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. Now you are touring, and but with a mm. difference, uh, you're doing a, you're, you're quite church heavy, but you're in you're going to be singing in some wonderful buildings, Russell. 
Yeah, it's called the Magnificent Buildings Tour because mm. I mean we're singing in cathedrals and abbeys and and churches up and down the length and breadth of the United Kingdom. Um, and I mean, so far so good. It's uh, the next three, four concerts are all sold out. So if you want to get tickets, you'll have to hurry up. But <laughs> it's uh, yeah, it's um, it, it's going really well. Um, Imagine the acoustic, the-, the acoustics in these uh, mm. in the buildings that- like this must be amazing. And that was the thing about Manchester Monastery, you know, the other day. Mm. Uh, it gives you, those types of venues give you so much back. And for a, a very noisy human being like me, uh, it's the type of place where I can, you know, really belt it out. And I, I think, um, I think with, as you say, you know, the the great and the good were there on, on uh, the other day. And um, and I think I gave a good account of myself. They, they, seemed, they seemed happy and more importantly, um Bobby's wife Lady Norma was um seemed seemed very very pleased with with the outcome. Oh that's good. That's to hear. Nice. Yeah, so um I, I would imagine there was a fair bit of Manchester United chat afterwards as well with the assembled players from different eras and different people who yeah. support the club. So yeah these uh, they I mean look they're still hanging in as, as Andy often says every week they find a way Manchester United they'll pick up results even if they're not putting in the performances. Yeah, well, don't get me on to Manchester United, please. <laughs> <laughs> frustrating times. It's frustrating. What it's, it's it's frustrating. I think I think it's not just frustrating as a fan. I think you know that the players, the management team, must be frustrated as well because there's so much going on backroom. Mm. You know, you, the the sale of the club hasn't hasn't happened yet. Um, I know there was a certain side of the fan base that was pushing for a certain ownership and that's not happened. And, and they wanted full sale of the club and that's not happened. And then we've got this massive problem with injuries um, that just seems to be ongoing. Ericsson this week and, and Hart and Harland. And it seems to be a never ending fiasco of, of, of bad luck and, and and problems at United at the moment, not least of all, you know, there's problems with the ground and leaks in the roof. And there's talk of the training facilities, not being up to standard. And it just seems like it doesn't, it's not a surprise that that all that information transcends into the dressing room and onto the pitch as well. Those players must be under a lot of pressure with, everything that's going on at the moment yeah. so i do think i do think in many respects that this as ten hag says is a process but i think we're all getting a bit impatient about the process because it it just seems to be taking forever well we i mean we've heard today that <clears throat> richard arnold you probably met quite a lot of the hierarchy at the club yeah. the chief exec standing down He's with jim ratcliffe <clears throat> coming in so there's uh, there's a sort of interim ceo there it's going to be interesting to see what happens when when jim ratcliffe has a little bit more control on the football side yeah, well, hopefully that 25% share is going to increase and eventually, you know, he's going to take over from the Glazers. I don't think the Glazers have done themselves any favours. I mean, you know, they were absent this week as well, which mm. didn't wash well didn't wash well with me yeah. as, a fa- as a football fan and didn't wa- wash well with the fan base either. Um, if I'm being honest, the sooner they're gone, the better. Yeah, I think a lot of Manchester United fans would feel that. Russell, good to talk to you. We wish you well with the tour and uh, appreciate you joining us. Thanks very much. It's always a pleasure. Take care. Thanks, Russell. There's uh, Russell Watson there, singer, Manchester United fan. Go and check out all the dates at russellwatson.com if you want to go and see him on tour. The Daily Star had a story this morning. This is a classic tabloid. It's a tabloid. 
Incoming Manchester United owner Sir Jim Ratcliffe will order Eric Ten Hag to end his feud with Jaden Sancho. You think, how do you know that? <laughs> will he? Well, I think I think they'd quite like him too. Yeah, they um, might like him. We were too. talking yesterday, Juve's an option for him. They're mm. sort of talking about Saudi as well. So Look, it's never great management if you lose somebody like that in that way and they're training the kids and they yeah. can't go in the canteen. That's not good. But by the same token, when you, you should be able to sort this when you out. Come in as a manager and there's you, there's been a, a discipline problem and there's yeah. a feeling that players have been getting away with too much. But still you have to you have need, a line in the sand. You can't come back from that. I still think you need to be able to sort it out myself. Well, the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Well there we are. Oh, that was this afternoon's show. Andy's back tomorrow for the birthday spread. And yeah, yeah, you are. You are. I am. He is. Um, uh, and Will Meller's going to join us. Bit of Man United. Uh, Rick Wetter from Shed 7. I did have this idea of saving all the jokes that I don't put in. Because I normally write at least twice. Yeah. And take them, put them in the podcast extra, the Apple thing that we do. Oh, okay. Well, fair enough. There's a little bonus for you. So go and check it out wherever you get your podcast. You've been listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hear the guys every weekday between 1 and 4 p.m. on TalkSport. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. That's the sound of another sale on Shopify, in-store. Shopify POS is everything you need to sell in person. From payments to inventory, Shopify unites your sales into one commerce platform. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com retail 23. Shopify.com retail 23.